0: Welcome to China in Context. I'm Isabel Hilton, visiting professor at King's College London and the founder of China Dialogue. Today, we're talking about the thought of Chinese president, party secretary, chair of the military commission, Xi Jinping, who since 2012 has been accumulating power in ways that remind us of the era of Mao Zedong. As part of this, Citizens are obliged to study Xi Jinping's thought as many years ago they had to study the thoughts of Chairman Mao. Xi Jinping's thought, with its promise of national rejuvenation, is now incorporated into the constitution of the Chinese Communist Party. But what exactly is it? And what are its implications for the people of China and the rest of the world? Professor Steve Tsang, director of the SOAS China Institute, aims to answer that question in his new book, The Political Thought of Xi Jinping, co-authored with Olivia Chung and published by Oxford University Press. Steve, welcome to China in Context. Thank you for having me. So let's begin with the basic idea. What exactly is the role of the leader's thought in today's political system in China?
1: Since the People's Republic of China was founded in 1949, there are leaders and there are leaders, and there are theoretical contributions and other theoretical contributions. They are not the same. Now, in the case of Chinese leaders, Xi Jinping is really comparing himself only to Mao Zedong among his predecessors. He does not even take the contribution of Deng Xiaoping seriously let alone that of Jiang Jimin or Hu Jintao. And of course, only Mao Zedong and Xi Jinping have thoughts being added to the theories of the Communist Party. The others were just other ideological contributions. And what Xi Jinping intends, Xi Jinping thought to be, is to become the most modern, advanced, and fantastic interpretations of Marxism-Leninism with Chinese characteristics. So it is going to be what governs the life, work, and directions of travel of people, government, party, military, everything, everyone in China.
0: So how does this promotion of Xi Jinping's thought, um, and indeed the content, of Xi Jinping's thought. How does that compare to Chairman Mao?
1: Well, Xi Jinping really intends his thought to be permeating the whole society. Now, in that sense, that was comparable to what Mao was trying to do. But Xi Jinping is clearly defining his goals and he is saying effectively that he wants to create in China one country one people, one ideology, one party, one leader. Now, even Mao Zedong didn't quite say that because Mao Zedong, whatever you think of him, remained a Marxist of his own uh, interpretation. And he accepted some of the basic Marxist uh, precepts, like the importance of social equality, like the eventual withering away of the state. Now, in Xi Jinping's thought, there is really not much about social equality. He talks about common uh, prosperity, but that is not the kind of social equality we talk about in Marxism. He also does not allow for the eventual withering away of the state. He is asking for the party staying in power, concentrating power, leading everything all the time in every direction.
0: But in this new era, we still have a China dominated by the party. And you say in your book uh, that, that she's kept the hardware intact, but the software has changed. Could you explain what you mean by that?
1: For all the changes we have seen happening in China since Xi Jinping became leader, he has not changed the political system at all. The system remains that of a communist party system, which in political science, we call it a Leninist system. But how that system operates is changing. And so the kind of changes we're seeing is like, if you have an operating system for a computer, it changes from operating system one to two to three. Under operation system three, Xi Jinping thought, Xi Jinping is going to take China in a very Sino-centric direction. And he is intending also to make China a force for change,
0: not only in China itself, but in the world. And now that you've immersed yourself in Xi Jinping's thought, do you find that they are actually a reliable guide to policy? Does, Does Xi Jinping do what he says? What Xi Jinping thought does extremely well
1: is articulating the ambitions and the goals Xi Jinping has for China, both domestically and globally. What is less effective is giving very, very clear indications of how policies will go. Now, the reason why it is less good in the specifics of policy is because for one, uh, Xi Jinping is not an intellectual. He is not too concerned about consistency or what in academia we call vigor. So you can see inconsistencies and contradictions in different documents that Xi Jinping issue on the same subject. And therefore, there are sometimes scopes for policy contradictions and inconsistency. And that's why it's necessary clear in terms of what he says. And secondly, it is also because Xi Jinping is on the one hand, very ideological, but on the other hand, a realist. There is a pragmatic dimension to Xi Jinping. And when he sees something that is causing problems for him, he does make adjustments and changes. What I haven't articulated is that for all the ambitions and goals that are being set by Xi Jinping for China, the most basic starting point of Xi Jinping thought is to keep Xi Jinping and with him in charge, the Communist Party in power. And that's why sometimes when other big ambitions were being used to guide policy, and when that caused problems, he can do a reverse, in some cases, even a complete reversal. And that's why it is less good in telling us very specifically about the details of policies, but it's very good in telling us the direction of Trump.
0: For foreign observers and for for people who have to deal with China, what do we really learn about Xi's foreign policy from his thought? The ambition for Xi Jinping is not to
1: out-compete the Americans in the existing post-war so-called liberal international order. He's not aiming to do that. And that's why he's talking a lot about not wanting to get into a new cold war with the United States. Now, what he intends to do is to change the rules of the game, to change the liberal international order as he sees it, dominated by the Americans and the capitalist West for the benefits of the United States and the Western democracies into a much more democratic international order that takes into account the interests of the numerically greater global South. And China, as Xi Jinping puts it, is forever a part of the global South with the support of the global south china can then change the existing international institutions including the un and make them into something that is china friendly and effectively what it means is a transformation of the liberal international order from xi jinping's perspective when china was united rich powerful the most advanced and the most civilized country in the world. It was also the most magnificent and benevolent country ever. And it therefore would deliver Pax Seneca because all other nations would voluntarily choose to admire, respect and follow the leadership of China. As a result of which Chinese dominance will means peace in the world, no force will need to be used because everybody will voluntarily follow his leadership. Now, of course, that has never actually happened in history, but Xi Jinping has a monopoly of history and his interpretation of history is the correct one, the only one. And this is basically what he wants to do in terms of how he would like to change the international order. So we have to take that into account. And this explains why Chinese foreign policy is focusing increasingly on cultivating countries in the global South, making them support China to make all these other changes in the international organizations.
0: So returning briefly to the domestic China, everyone is now obliged to study the leader's words in schools, even in business. How do you think people really feel about that?
1: Well, people have no choice. And therefore, people are doing what they are told. Now, if you go to the educational system, then you really have no choice. You don't set your curriculum. You have to read whatever you are being assigned to read. The use of uh, study sessions in your work units is not part of your work. So if you're employed, then you have to do it. And yeah, you are now also required to have an app Um, which is about learning to be a great nation or learning from Xi Jinping to be strong. And the app became extremely popular during the COVID pandemic because in the period when China was locked down, if you need to have access to anywhere or anything, you can use that app to gain you access. So a lot of people download the app. And the apps monitor how much you use it. So Big Brothers now know how often you're reading it. Not like in the era of Chairman Mao, when everybody requires to buy a copy of the Little Red Book, but you may not actually read it, and Chairman Mao wouldn't know it. But Chairman Xi would certainly know that you have been lazy or naughty.
0: And what about his his vision of the glorious rejuvenation of China? It, is this happening? Is he delivering it?
1: Well, he is working very hard to deliver the uh, rejuvenation of China. But whether he is actually delivering it, I think, is a different issue. Because what Xi Jinping has also done is that he has replaced collective leadership that... Deng Xiaoping started to institutionalize in the 1980s and the 90s and replaced that by strongman rule. It also means that the upper echelon of the Communist Party is no longer a debating chamber at top secret meetings. Now it is an echo chamber. And we are now seeing Xi Jinping making policy mistakes that were not made by the Communist Party for a quarter of a century after the beijing Mexico of 1989. So while we see on the one hand Xi Jinping tightening control, making the Communist Party much more effective in delivering policies, we are also seeing the top leader making mistakes because one man, however able and wise and bright he or she may be, cannot avoid mistakes in the way that collective wisdom and criticism were seen will be able to preempt those mistakes. So Xi Jinping may well be the biggest enemy to the delivery of the China dream of national rejuvenation.
0: That was Professor Steve Sang director of the SOAS China Institute. His new book, entitled The Political Thought of Xi Jinping, is out now. There's more information about the Institute on its website, soas.ac.uk. And I'm Isabel Hilton. Thanks for listening to this edition of China in Context.